With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Up next on this edition of This League Uncut, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein, we will provide you an in-depth look ahead at the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. We'll weave in some transactional news out of Philadelphia in the midst of some ranting from yours truly. And we'll go just as deep on the All-Star Game, which this season in Indianapolis will revert to an East versus West format. No more player draft. And we'll look at what's ahead for the future of the NBA All-Star Game and the next possible format change. All that to come here on This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Let's do it. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes of Turner Sports. The same Chris Haynes who can hardly contain his excitement because the in-season tournament. We are recording this on a Thursday night. Of course, TNT Games, they're on Tuesday nights during the early part of the season, so TNT Thursdays don't start until after the calendar flips and uh, don't have to go head to head with the NFL. So Chris Haynes safely operating from Sacramento as we speak. And he half of this podcast, very intrigued and excited by the in-season tournament, the crotchety old man, not so much. Cannot say that I'm, I mean, I guess I'm intrigued to see how it is received. Because that's really the mystery. How will fans react to this thing? You know, we've seen all week long, you know, they've unveiled the new courts that teams are going to use and the, the special jerseys that teams are going to use. And of course, cynical people like myself would say the reason they have to introduce all these different things is because the actual games themselves are very much not different, which a in-season cup stickler like myself cannot overlook. But, and I'm just really, I'm really just giving Chris a hard time, but he he said on a recent podcast that this was something he was looking forward to. So I'm never going to let him forget it now and, and keep, uh, 
keep giving him a hard time. Chris Haynes. Yes. Well, Stein, I'm looking forward to it just to see how it's going to be received. That That's it. That's it. I don't know what to expect. Um, yes, you talk about the changing of the jerseys, new jerseys, new floor designs on the court. That's all good, but is the play going to is the play going to is the play going to display desperation? Because ultimately, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that NCAA tournament feel. You're looking for that. That's the kind of atmosphere that you want. Um, you know, for those, do you know? Do you know the rules? Not the rules, but do you know the the breakdown of this? Do you want to um, explain that, Stein? The breakdown of this play in tournament. Yeah, look, how I, I play in tournament. Um, Excuse me. Later, later today. Later today, I also have a TV essay coming out, so I have been studying it intently because I've got a TV essay looking at it. I knew we were going to get into it on this pod. I know we're going to get into it as well on the radio show that I do Saturdays in Dallas because, uh, you know, the 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 big national televised game late Friday night, Mavericks at Nuggets. That is the in-season tournament debut for both teams, Luka versus Jokic, so... You know, that is the, you know, the big first or or one of the first two marquee games from an ESPN perspective. But here's the thing. And the reason that I've been such a naysayer about it, and I can criticize myself, too. I'm even a snob about it. You know, you know, I'm a huge soccer fan. So I've been going. I've had the great privilege of going to cup games in England for almost 30 years. So I'm really familiar with what this is supposed to look like. And my biggest quarrel with it is you can do the fanciest court designs you want. You can come up with the (laughs) sweetest new uniforms you want. But this thing isn't a tournament until the quarterfinals at best. And for my money, it's not really a tournament until the semis when two teams go to Vegas. If my math is correct, it takes 67 games to stage this in-season tournament. 60 of them are going to be group stage games that are basically regular season games that are counted twice. The games that are played on this Friday night and basically every Tuesday and Friday through November, four games each for all 30 teams, they're regular season games that they're counting twice. And the four quarter final games, same thing, will be regular season games counted twice. It's really only going to be those last three games in Vegas when teams go to the desert for the semis and finals that's going to have a tournament feel. And it's really just that extra. The final is the 83rd game for the two teams that reach the final. And I do think when we get to that portion, when we get to sending four teams to Vegas to contest the semis, and the finals, at that point, there will be a novelty factor and, and it will be a tournament feel. But you know, again, I, you know, I'm just being Mr. Negative here and and you know, old man yelling at clouds and get off my lawn. But you know, the <laughs> NBA came out with this hype film this week, the heist. And it's it's very well done. It's a play on the whole Ocean's Eleven franchise, and you know. Michael Imperioli, outstanding actor who does the narration. And, you know, it's got the the version we've seen. I, I think it comes in installments. So I think there's more versions to come. But, you know, AD is in it and Draymond Green is in it. And, 
you know, a few other stars. So, you know, they've got Kawhi's in it, I think. Um, so they got some high wattage players to participate, but very early on, I want you to take a listen here to the first four sentences of this short film. I got something, something that's never been done before. All 30 teams, single elimination, one NBA cup, all leading right here. The most unpredictable city in the world. The movie talks about something that's never been done. A tournament for all 30 teams. But it says single elimination tournament. And that's the thing. If it was a single elimination tournament, I think people would be hyped. But it is not a single elimination tournament. It is not. It does not until the quarterfinals. When we get to the final eight, it becomes single elimination, but it isn't single elimination for 60 of the 67 games that comprise the NBA tournament. For the whole month of November, it's going to be regular season games that count twice. Four for each team, two at home, two away, and the results of all those will give us six group winners and then two wild cards, and that's how we're going to get down to a quarterfinals. And like I said, that is... As a, as a champion of cup competitions, as someone who loves cup competitions, and like I said, I've been going to them myself for almost 30 years, There's just there are very few soccer elements to the NBA's version of an in-season tournament, and that is my quarrel. And look, hopefully, everybody's going to come back and say that I was just overly negative, naysayer, old man, didn't want to give this thing a chance and it was great. And if that's the way it is and people end up loving it, I'll be the first to say, I'm glad I was wrong because it would be great if this thing became something new, a new tradition that livened up the regular season because all of this is designed to try to make the regular season more interesting. That is what the NBA is constantly working on. That's what the player participation policy is about and that's what this is about. You know what, Mr. Haynes? It's your you really should I've rambled on long enough here. You please react to my old man rantings because you are not a soccer cup snob like I am. So just not at all. You've heard you've heard you've you've you, I think you've got the gist of my various complaints and like give me your perspective now after hearing me run through all that. Well, yeah, I mean you have some valid, you made some valid points, you know, particularly about, um, particularly about wanting to get the NBA season uh, a little bit more interesting throughout the course of the season. That's definitely been a complaint by fans is that, you know, the, the saying is the NBA doesn't get serious until after the all-star break. And so, and then also when you're talking with, talking about league partners, you're talking about TV partners here where where guys are sitting and they're resting, you know, TNT and ESPN, uh, you know, they've always had a problem with that, um, you know, and then fans have complained even more. So this is something that not only can get the interest of the fans or get the, you know, get fans intrigued, but also with your TV partners, you can tell them, hey, we have some important games that we now can associate with the regular season that will hopefully help um, with um, ratings and revenue and things of that nature. Then you add in the player, the new uh, 
player avail availability protocol in there. You know, this is all, you know, all this one way or another is geared towards incentivizing um, the existing TV partners and the, the new partners where that's going to be a stream, a streaming company coming on board the next TV rights deal. So again, I don't always like some of the ideas the NBA throws at uh, at the league. Um, the All-Star game, I didn't like the mixing up the, the different players off of East and West because then it, it was never East and West anymore. And then the, you know, so going, putting the All-Star back in its traditional format, I love it. But what I was going to say is that I, I kind of like that they at least try new things. And then they're not afraid to go back uh, to the way it was. You know, we tried it for three or four years, didn't work. Let's go back. That's fine. I think they, I think they had to try something for the regular season. I think everybody was kind of fed up with the way it was. And see, I think you, you, you raise a great point there because you know, for years there were, you know, it wasn't even whispers. We would hear suggestions from Adam Silver that, hey, maybe we're going to call this thing the Stern Cup. There is still nothing at this point that is named after David Stern, who not only was Adam Silver's mentor, but is widely recognized as the greatest commissioner this league has ever had. Whether you're a fan or not a fan of David Stern, and certainly David Stern had his detractors, but when you look at the overall resume, you know, he is regarded not just for the NBA. I think he is regarded as the signature commissioner of major league team sports in North America. Um, he certainly had the longest reign, 30 years. And there is, you know, the NBA has, there's been all kinds of trophies named and renamed for greats in this league. And there's still nothing that bears the name of David J. Stern, the commissioner from 1984 through 2014. But so that this is called the, the, this is all it is. It is only called the in-season tournament. That is the official name of the event. And the teams are playing for the NBA cup. That's all it's called. Now, my take is the reason that is you can't name this thing, the Stern cup in the event yeah. that it doesn't work. And that, exactly. and that in two exactly. years, three years, five years, one year, whatever it is, they have to scrap it. And I agree with your other point here. It doesn't do any harm to try this. I can list all the things about it that I personally question and find very unsoccer like but there's no harm in trying this. Maybe this clicks. I know one league source told me during the summer, you know, you, you can never be sure what resonates with younger fans. Maybe they're going to love it. And if and if people love it, I'll be the first one to put my hand up and say I'm glad I was wrong and it's, you know, it's here and none of the complaints I'm voicing are going to land in the league offices new. They've heard my take on this for months and they're well aware of my stance on the whole thing. And the messaging I always get back is you're too impatient. You got to give the NBA a chance to, to see if it can make this thing work. And Adam Silver publicly always says traditions are not built overnight and that's fine. And so give it a whirl, give it a try. There's no harm. And look, I, I understand why the NBA did it this way. Basically, my complaint is this is not a tournament. It's not a separate tournament from the NBA schedule. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a separate tournament. 
And the league is saying, with all the problems we have with our schedule now, playing 82 games and players not playing 82 games anymore, and with the league feeling it needed to institute a player participation policy to try to get more players and more stars to play more often, they didn't want to create a separate tournament for a secondary trophy that teams and fans might not consider important because the fear then is if you, if this is completely separate from the NBA standings would the LA Clippers be playing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George all out to win a separate secondary championship and potentially risking their availability for the Larry O'Brien trophy, no, they wouldn't. And and to be honest, that is something that happens in England as well with both the FA Cup and the League Cup. The best teams in England don't always play their best guys in those competitions because they're focused more on winning the League Championship and the Champions League. So that was a valid concern. That's why the NBA didn't do this. The NBA said, we're going to make these regular season games that count twice to Make sure that teams take it seriously because if you don't take it seriously, you end up hurting your playoff chances. But I guess all of this ranting is is meant to say, I think for this thing to succeed, ultimately, it's going to have to, over time, work in some of the elements that we see in soccer competitions in in in-season tournaments abroad because we just saw it this week in Germany and England. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the German Pokal, the German Cup, Saarbrücken from the third division upset mighty Bayern Munich. And that is soccer's version 
of the 15 seed that knocks off the number two seed in the NCAA tournament. And that's what this thing doesn't have. In, in the League Cup in England, they are moving now to the quarterfinals. Arsenal and both teams from Manchester are out. They, th- th- those three huge teams have already been knocked out. And Chelsea and Newcastle play in the next round, so one of them won't even advance to the semifinals. And there's still a team in the English League Cup, Port Vale, from the third division. And so that's really where you get the romance and the intrigue. And in this version, the NBA's version, it's the same 30 teams we already see in the standings. It's East and West separated until the championship game, just like we see in the NBA Finals. So there are no new teams participating. No one else. come. It's the same 30 teams we always see. I just think down the road for real success in this thing, to really generate interest, there's going to have to be other teams, whether that's, you know, is it, do two EuroLeague teams somehow get thrown in the mix? Do teams from elsewhere come in? Do, does, do you have a G League All-Star team that gets to participate? You need some other teams just to give, we need something different. And then another idea would be if you really want to make this thing a tournament, take all 30 teams. Timeout. Chris Haynes is tweeting during our podcast. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm like, re- how are you going to stop? I am going to stop I'm, your I'm, rant right I'm now. really in a rant. I'm getting all riled up. I'm toggling between Sorry, focus. I'm toggling between focus. I'm toggling between soccer and the NBA and what the NBA needs to do to make its in-season tournament better and focus, what happens and what happens while we're taping Chris Haynes has the temerity to tweet BR sources colon while Danny Green was disappointed by how the final days of his tenure in Philadelphia unfolded there remains an affinity between the three-time NBA champion and the 76ers organization. Neither side has ruled out a return should a roster spot become available. You so happy. You loved you loved breaking my flow there with that news. <laughs> hey, I was looking at you. I was going to say, let me see if a side is going to break. Let me see if he, uh, just knowing you, you can't focus. You couldn't just finish your rant. You had to stop mid-sentence. Don't let this stop you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so so I'm, I'm, you've heard me now go on. I don't know. I don't know how long we've been going. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. So am I, am I just, am I wrong? Like, no, am I, am I, be, am I being too? No. Like, I don't think I am. Like, we, I want this thing to be good. I would love. But Stein, what you have to remember is Stein also. The NBA can still tweak it after that's this. That's year, true. That's season. true. But here, here was the point I was getting at before your before your Danny Green news. If we want to make this thing more of a tournament, and it's only going to be the thirty NBA teams we already see, then why don't we just carve two weeks out of the season and take everybody to Vegas and play a play a thirty team single elimination tournament in Vegas, so it's part of the schedule but it can be done in two weeks so it doesn't drag out over six weeks. But I'll tell you why that's not going to happen. Because the teams that make a lot of money with their home dates, your Warriors, your Lakers, the teams that really make big bank on a home game, they're not giving up multiple home dates 
to go play a tournament in Vegas. So I don't think that version is going to happen either. Teams will fight that. And so that's what I'm saying. Somehow, some way, this is year one. Try it any way you want it. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if court surfaces and New Jersey's really hook fans. I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm not the demographic that they're targeting. Maybe these floor designs are just going to wow people and mesmerize them. But event- it's, it's not it's it's not a maybe you're not the demographic. You are not the demographic. Okay, so I'm gonna ask, to, I'm gonna ask you then. Have you, how many games have you watched in your life because the floor was so cool? <laughs> no, it's not my it's not I don't think it's my demographic either. <laughs> it's not either one of us. It's, so who's it's it for, for the twenty year old, twenty one year olds? I think yeah, it's it's for the teenagers, you know, to the twenty year olds, you know, who are fascinated by just different colors like with me stein like i'm a stickler for tradition i'm like all these before you had two different jerseys you had home and you had away maybe here and there there was an alternative maybe there's a third jersey you know growing up in the 90s alternative now it's like how many jerseys these teams have it's like damn they got six about six of them so like I feel you in that regard, but you know, these kids, you got think about the shoes. And I know we're going off a little bit. Think about shoes, Stein. Remember when players had their own signature shoes? Those signature shoes were the same colors as their uniforms. Think of the Penny Hardaways back in the day, the Jason Kids, um, Michael Jordan, red and black, red, black, and white. Those are pretty much his colors. Now with colorways, they would, you know, there's all these different colors. And players, the pro, the NBA players, they wear shoe colors that are mismatched from their uniforms, from their jerseys. So it's it's just a different era that we're, that we're in, and it's not my demographic they're targeting. It's the demographic that's coming up, the demographic that consume NBA content and other content in different ways. You know, I still, I I watch most NBA games on my phone. But I still feel much more comfortable watching it on TV. I think that's probably the opposite for the younger generation. So, you know, hey, it's worth a try. I think you have to try. I'm about 15 years older than you, but if that means your mindset is closer to mine than the kids of today, I'm wor- I'm worried for you. I'm an old soul, Stein. I'm an old but, you know, soul. You talk about shoes are religion, and shoes always have been religion. Like, I, I mean, I just w- had such a, I mean, I, you know, I've talked about this about 10 times. I had such a good time recently interviewing George Gervin. Like, he has a new book out with our friend Scoop Jackson, and I, I just, I mean, I could have talked to George Gervin for two hours. And I remember the last time I went to the Hall of Fame, going through the exhibit hall, and they've got it. They've got a pair of 1977 Nike high top blazers. Mm, that's cold. I mean, they like I, I wanted to crack the glass and take those shoes. Like <laughs> I mean, those, that's cold. Those shoes. Yeah, it's it's just different styles. It's a different time, man. Different time, man. And it's it's you know usually you know listen. I'm not complaining because again, they're trying to reach an audience that's not us, and so for that. I would have to say, let's give it some time. Let's give it a few years. Remember, they'll continue to tweak it, you know, from year to year before finally saying, hey, this is something we're doing permanent or, hey, we're going to scratch it like they did the all-star format. So 
I have to applaud them for trying because you they did have to do something to make the regular season much more compelling, especially the early part of the regular season. Okay, fair enough. I'm like I said, I want I want your perspective. I don't I don't want this to just be Mark Stein's uh, traditionalist rantings because he's so set in stone and doesn't like change and wants everything to be like it was in the eighties. Um, but but I do like you know. We'll see. We'll see how it evolves over time. I do think one way or the other, somehow it's got to become more like a tournament for people to get excited about an in-season tournament. When Michael Imperioli is doing the video and saying, you know, 30 teams, single elimination, this has never been done before. Yeah, if it was 30 teams and single elimination, that would get, I think that would get much more attention because the NBA definitely does not have that. I'm so glad though you brought up the All-Star game because we didn't talk about that in our last pod. When the week started, I had a piece about that, okay, back to an East versus West format in Indianapolis in February, the target score in the fourth quarter is gone. The player draft is gone. And I think players really... They really didn't enjoy the draft as much as we wanted it on the outside. I told everybody, I told Stein from the moment they introduced that format, introduced the player draft, 90% of America was on board. 90% of media was on board. I was one of the lone people was saying, I don't think this is a good idea. I said it, and this is back when I, because it started when I was at ESPN. I said it when I was at ESPN, when I was on SportsCenter, when I was on the uh, the other uh, show, NBA show back in the day. And this is why, I, this is why I said it, Stein. I said these are all all stars. All twenty four players that are selected, they're all stars. But with this draft, now you're putting them in tiers. They already know there's there are tiers to it. But now you're publicly putting them in tiers where, you know, there's LeBron, there's Giannis. uh, But now it's like nobody wants to be picked last. Nobody wants to be picked second to last. These are players with egos. So it goes from being you're you're being happy that you're one of 24, that you're all star to now having to stress. Uh, about like where I'm going to get picked at. I, I saw it from day one. It was not, it was not a comfortable situation for the guys, for the all-stars who are probably the, on, on the, you know, the bottom portion of the all-star tally. LeBron doesn't have to worry about that. Giannis doesn't have to worry about that. You know, Steph doesn't have to worry about that. You know, it's the, the it's the French players who, who probably don't make it every single year. And I just knew. I'm like, yes, it's good for fans because they want to see it. You want to see uh, how what the players' expression from being picked last and all that. But it, I, I just, I just knew it was not going to be a good idea. I was against it from day well, one. Well, you have been proven right, and I was definitely on the other side, saying, you know, a player draft is going to be awesome. It's going to be so great to see these guys. Let's let's please do it playground style with reversible jerseys, but. It was clear last, I mean, last year's all-star draft in Salt Lake City is going to go down as a very newsy and memorable one because A, Giannis with his first pick 
selected Damian Lillard. And in retrospect, that became a hint that we all kind of missed at the time of just how much, and you know, how fond Giannis was of Dame. And it has now led to them being real life, full-time, 24-7, 365 teammates. And so that was a very handy hint that didn't get, it was not described that way when it happened at the time. And then at the end of the player draft, we saw a chagrin Nikola Jokic clearly feeling that discomfort that you just described, assigning himself to LeBron James's team before LeBron could even make the last pick and sticking Lowry Markkinen with dreaded last pick in the draft status because Jokic didn't like it. And the man then went out and led his team in Denver to a championship and showed how laughable it is that he lasted that long in that player draft. But yeah, I think that that really will, that will be remembered as the illustration of just how uncomfortable it actually was for the players involved. But why nobody? Why, why nobody listen to me? Uh, listen, first of all, it was nobody. Nobody listened to me, Stein. Stein, I was saying it from day one, and largely I was saying it because that's what I thought, anyways. Because remember, guys don't participate in the dunk contest because of social media today, because of um the criticism they would take the flack they would take, the means that would come about you know, if they were to lose, if they're missing all these dunks. Social media has just created this, it's, it's created this worrisome, toxic feeling, you know, amongst not, not just professional players, people in general, you know, and, um, that's something that wasn't around back in the 80s and 90s. So if people are uncomfortable with social media handling social media criticism and what comes with that, come on now, being picked last. Like that's just I just saw that. And then secondly, Stein, I talked to players. They didn't like it. And I, I'm not talking about LeBron's and Steph. I'm talking about I'm talking about your your players 15 to 30 ranking. They didn't like it. You know, so um I I seen this coming. I see I, I I didn't know that I thought the league was going to reverse its decision this soon, but I, I just seen it coming. And um one more thing, Stein, about the All-Star. Hopefully people will listen to me because I was saying it from day one. Listen, hear hear me out about this, Stein. This goes back to something I told Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum back when I was covering the Portland Trailblazers back in my beat days. Hear me out, Stein. Tell me if I'm being an old man. Tell me if this is dumb or not. I hope I'm not a bad influence on you. <laughs> I and see, I'm kind of I'm, I'm going to kind of contra- contradict myself because I like the East-West format. But check this out. I was of the I was a proponent of let's just. Pick the top 24. The reason I say that, because Stein, Dame and CJ, CJ hasn't made an all-star game at all. You could make the case that if CJ McCollum was in the East his whole career, 
he might have had a couple all-star appearances, right? And Dame, he believe he's an eight-time all-star. He would definitely be 10-time all-star if he was in the East his whole career. East just wasn't that strong in the guard, uh, the guard area uh, for most of their career. Because Stein, at the end of their career, take somebody like, who would you say? Let me give you an example. Kimba Walker. Compare Kimba Walker to C.J. McCollum. Who would you say has had the better career? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I see the point you're making here. Should Kemba Walker have four career all-star appearances and CJ McCollum have none? Is that fair? That Exactly. That's that's the question I'm raising. But, Is that but, fair? But, because at the end of the day, Stein, Hall of Fame, not, not to say that these are Hall of Fame players, but when you're looking for looking at Hall of Fame credentials, what, what it's going to take in, people are going to look, even if it's not Hall of Fame credentials, you could just spout out, hey, I was a four-time, five-time All-Star. Yeah, look, All-Star you know? snubs have always happened and will always happen. I mean, so another – I mean, if we're going to go down this road, this is a 30-team league now. I mean, shouldn't All-Star teams be expanded in a 30-team league? You know, a 12, 12-man All-Star roster, that worked fine in the 80s when I was a kid and it was a 23-team league, but you've added seven teams – and the all-star rosters have gotten no larger. So, I mean, that that argument has been made now for a while that should it be expanded to 15, but would that be fair? You know, I remember in the 80s, you know, the, the 70s is when I fell in love with the NBA, but the 80s is when, I mean, I was in high school and it was just the league was erupting with, you know, Magic and Larry and then the arrival of Michael Jordan. 
But I remember two two of my favorite players and then two guys I ended up covering pretty closely and share the same last name, Derek Harper and Ron Harper. Zero all-star appearances between them. It the That's happened because competition for all-star spots is so tough. I mean, snubs. Hold on, but 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 it happened because it, the all-star competition is tough or because of the conference they were in at the time? Uh, well, I mean, in those days, they were, you know, Ron Harper was was all East in those in the 80s and Derek Harper was in the West. So, I mean, it really wasn't a, it really wasn't a conference thing. I, I guess it's just the point when there's only 12 spots a year, there are always going to be at least two or three deserving guys who get left off and it's very unfortunate. Okay. It's very unfortunate. But that's fine. That's fine. Stop. But okay. But say you add three, right? Still, there's still going to be a scenario yeah. where a player in another conference who is not the caliber player of somebody else, they're going to get in. They can, and at they the can expand, the they can expand the rosters to 15 in the East and 15 in the West. And we're still going to be screaming about who is number 31 and 32. That's just, and that's the way it is. Well, why don't we, well, why don't we just pick, the top 24 regardless of either conference because you even if even if we do that we're still going to have snubs we're still going to be screaming about who is 25th 26th 27th and 28th so you don't think you don't think CJ McCollum zero all-star appearances i'm just using them as an example cuz that's what i was talking about right. with them back in my portland days it matters it matters. Like it, it matters on your resume, even if you're not Hall of Fame caliber. It, it matters. matters on your resume that you're a four. Nobody's going to look at Stein when their career is done. Nobody's going to say, "Oh, he's a four-time All Star in the East." They're going to say, "In the East, when it was a, a weaker tier compared to the West." Nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to give context. It's just but you can't change a person, format four just time for one, the, two, or three, or ten guys who got snubbed. I mean, I don't think that. I just think it's more fair that that way. If you pick the top twenty four, regardless of conference. Well, the reason I even wanted to bring this up once, I mean, I'm so glad you're the one who kind of brought all star the all star game into the discussion, and and you reminded me that because I wrote about this Monday, and this has been such a crazy week in the NBA that Monday feels like two three weeks ago now because so much has happened with the Harden trade. But look, yes, they're going back to East-West for this season, but it's becoming increasingly clear that we are very likely in the near future and, you know, put near in air quotes, I don't know exactly how long, but USA versus the rest of the world, that is a format that is going to get a tryout too. And I think this might surprise you and, and you know, I think people who've read me for a long time know that, you know, international basketball is what started my career as an NBA writer. The first NBA story I ever did was a summer league story about the Lakers drafting Vlade Divac. The, the, so, you know, covering international players coming to the NBA has always been one of my favorite aspects of this job. I think I'm going to surprise people here. I would, I would argue against it. Even though the NBA announced opening night rosters, there were 125 international players, a record, most in league history, but that's still only 10%. If you're going to give 12 all-star spots to 125 players 
and then the other 300-plus players have to fight over 12 roster spots. It's just not fair. So even though, yes, the international team, the the theoretical international all-star team gets stronger and stronger and stronger every year, and we probably could come up with a a list of 12 very good international players who would be all-star worthy, but that's not fair either. Like, you can't, if there's only 125 players from abroad and 300-plus American-born players, it just wouldn't be equitable to split up the all-star spots that way either. So I, but, but again, I do think we are going to see that format tried here in the, in the near future. I, I had a chat recently with Mark Tatum, the NBA's deputy commissioner, and his quote was very, very possible. So that's not an ultimate promise that it's happening, but it's a pretty strong indication that down the road at some point, and maybe not too far down the road, the league's going to try USA versus the rest of the world. And I think some people will love it because obviously, look, we haven't had an American-born MVP since James Harden in 2018. Jokic, Giannis, Embiid have won the last five MVPs. Luka hasn't even won one yet. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, these are like all the MVP favorites are international players, but there's a difference between four or five international players dominating MVP voting and 12 international players getting an all-star spot. So I, I, I I wonder what the uproar is going to be like when that happens. I've never thought about that. I don't know. I might, I might be in favor of that Stein. Really? Definitely for a trial period. Yeah, I might be definitely for a trial period. And that is a game that I would think everybody would get up for. No question. That's look, look at what if we're talking watchability. That's bragging rights right if, there. Yeah, if yeah. we're talking watchability and interest and an all-star game that would get people fired up, no question that would be incredible to see a team of American stars against the 12 best international stars. No question. That's like the that's like the second coming of the Olympics right but what there. What do you sure. say, again, what do you say to you know, what do you say to the CJ McCollum's if CJ McCollum can't make an all-star team as it is, you know, when there's only 12 spots for Americans now, now you have to say, I mean, the math is the math fair here. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a right, right or wrong answer. I was throwing out a suggestion years ago and, but I'm, listen, I'm happy that East and West is back because it, it just didn't make sense you, you, that you pull 12 from the East and 12 from the West, and then you mixed them all up and let players pick. And it was, it really wasn't East or West, you know? So I was like, that was, that's why I came to that conclusion. I was like, if they're just mixing up the players anyway, let's just pick the top 24, regardless of conference. That way the proper players, well, well, well more so the proper players will be selected for the game. Will you be in Indy? Are you going? Yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. That will be the last cold. So we went through, what did we, what did we do? We went to, where where were we first? Cold cities, Chicago first. Or were we at a cold city before that? Chicago was 2020, 20, wasn't Atlanta in the COVID year. Atlanta was COVID. That was 21. 
the COVID, the season after COVID when the arenas had to be empty. I think that was Atlanta in 21. Mm-hmm. Then Cleveland was after Cleveland. Was Cleveland and Salt 22 Lake City. and Salt? No, Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah Salt, Salt Lake, Lake was, was 23, left. so Cleveland was 22. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the last cold weather city before my area, the Bay Area. So, yes, I, I'll be there. I made it this far. I went to all those cold weather cities. I don't care how cold it is. I love it. Indianapolis. I haven't been there in ages. I can't wait to go there. No, to Indiana. One thing about Indiana, people might not be, you know, they might not uh, be excited to go, but Indiana, they know how to host big events. That's one thing about them. They know how to hold big events. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Well, I am excited to go. It's been way too long since I made a visit to St. Elmo's. Please tell me you've had the famed shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's. Never heard of it. I don't eat shrimp either. <sighs> so, yeah. Not my forte. Oh, my goodness. St. Elmo's. Chris huh? Haynes. Okay. That's like NBA. That is NBA religion right there. You haven't well, having a, what, having a shrimp cocktail with incredibly spicy cocktail sauce. Oh I'll have a sprite cocktail. How about that, Stein? You know what you said that that's NBA religion. What about this podcast religion? This league uncut. Whoever tweeted at us and was talking about my fire alarm going off. I'm gonna tell you right now, you did not hear one fire alarm going off. Um, in the, on this episode, this podcast, I made sure it was taken care that of. That was good. That was actually fantastic. That one of our loyal hey. listeners said, <laughs> "Hold on, I'm looking up exactly what he said." Carlos Garcia on Twitter, such a devoted listener to this league uncut that Carlos tweeted, "Quote: The sound of the NBA truly being back is the beep going off." On Chris Haynes' smoke detector during the podcast. <laughs> Truer words about this league uncut have never been spoken. <laughs> but you fixed it. You got the ladder out and you fixed it. Um, no, I just went upstairs. <laughs> so, if we, so if you were downstairs, it would still be going off? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So when we were... <laughs> So when we record our next pod, you're going to go downstairs and we might hear it again. I don't, it depends on what type of mood I'm in, but I, honestly, it depends on who's in the house. Well, this, I mean, look, this podcast, we, I, I had to do so much ranting and naysaying about the in-season tournament. And then you got us going on the all-star game that we're going to leave it there for now. And there, there are, a, we're, we're going to be back again together soon. I'm sure we're going to record something on Sunday night or Monday night at the latest, but we, we we've gone we did too much ranting in this episode. We haven't left enough time because we need time. We need time. We've got to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks who got routed in Toronto. As we're recording this thing, I see Phoenix is making a fourth quarter run. So the Spurs were a big in Phoenix going for a sweep. But, you know, that game hangs in the balance. Who knows? Maybe Phoenix comes back and wins it. They've cut a 20 point deficit in half. Um, Miami could have easily started 0-5 if they didn't squeeze out an opening night win over Detroit. The Heat have, have been a mess. The Memphis Grizzlies are a mess, 0-5 with no John Morant and ha having lost 
Steven Adams and Brandon Clark still re- rehabbing from an Achilles injury. So there are, there are several high-profile teams that haven't started well. Then entering Friday's play, we had just two unbeatens left, both Boston and Dallas at 4-0. So we are going to get into all of that as well as set up James Harden's debut, which is expected Monday, his Clippers debut, which is expected Monday. Um, so we we will get back to all those team-specific issues on the hardwood. We're going to get into all that next time, but we did so much ranting here that we uh, we consumed more. We consumed more airspace than we expected. Well, that's what old people do. They rant. So, hey. <laughs> well, I found out tonight that you – I found out tonight that – there's two old men on this show. It's not just me that you can. I've been telling you that that you consider yourself old now. Until yeah, I start asking you about that. your game and how you know, you know, can you still dunk and you get not getting enough yes, shots up and yeah. Then suddenly I'm keep shooting, shoot or shoot. How many games a week you playing these days? Now that the season's starting, can you can you even play? Uh, I play about five five days a week. Really. Yeah, I have a league. I, so the only day I don't play is on a Friday because I have a league. I have a league game on Saturday and Sunday. So Friday is for rest, rest of my body. And when you travel, they just yeah. they just deal with it. Travel? No, nah, I just I don't. Yeah. Well, when I try, usually I'm, I'm not going on the weekends. It's only during the week for TNT. So I, I make all my league games on the weekend. But uh, yeah, when I'm on the road, obviously I can't. Play play my pickup that I, I like to play, but yeah, I'm, I'm in good shape. Somehow we're gonna have to get some footage and do some analysis on this pod. Put your game under the microscope. Put Chris Haynes 2023 under the microscope. I don't run from the spotlight. You let me know. <laughs> I know you don't. You want you want to do a whole <laughs> pod on it. All right, everybody, that is gonna do it. Before we before we go deep in the weeds here on Chris Haynes' stat line in the Sacramento Pro-Am League. Before we, before we end up doing that, we're going we're gonna to call it a show. Please, if you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe to This League Uncut wherever you get your podcasts. And as I said, Sunday night or Monday night at the latest, we will have a new pod recorded for you. Maybe we should wait till Monday night so we can see James Harden's first game as a Clipper and really break that down. That decision, TBD, but enjoy this one. Stick with us, stay with us, and we will be back with you very, very soon. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.